An unscuffled paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place, now close your eyes Take my hand We are almost there Our favorite place on earth Massachusetts Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Eriketti, and we are live on AMA 30 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, under Taste of Massachusetts, or by using hashtag Taste of Mass. You can join the conversation tonight by calling... Actually, I don't know if we... I don't think we have the phones tonight, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. 508-871-7000. That's 508-871-7000. Once again, I'm Vincent Arichetti, and co-hosting with me tonight... The diva of the vines from Julio's Liquors, Tony DeLuca, how are you? I am doing fantastic. And uh, obviously you're here because we've got to talk about champagne and bubbly. I can't seem to spell champagne right, no matter what happens. Um, <laughs> champagne campaign. Yeah, a campagna, um, <laughs> as well as Chinese food and a lot of other great things. Behind the glass, we've got Russ producing tonight. Russ, thank you very much for coming in. I know uh, sometimes short notice, but, you know, it is what it is. Thank you very much. Um, but I want to get right to it because normally, well, actually, let's take a step back. Normally we do shout-outs at the start of the show, but let's face it, um, this is right before New Year's Eve. I mean, everyone right now is talking about three things, basically. Number one, champagne, because, you know, you have to have a champagne toast at midnight. Mm-hmm. Number two... Chinese food, where you're going to get it from and uh, what you're going to get and what you like the most. And number three, will another celebrity die before midnight? <laughs> or, and uh, number four, off the cuff, resolutions. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the weird thing about resolutions is it's like, you know, as, as the great Michael Jackson said, if you want to make a change, look at the man in the mirror. And yeah. like you don't need New Year's to make a change. You can make it any time. Yeah, I like that. I so, like that. um, especially I, because most people decide to give up alcohol at New Year's, and I think that you know that silliness. doesn't really work for me. All things, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> not in the business you're in. All things in moderation. Um, I, I do. It is, you know, it is. Uh, there actually, there are. I do have to say, I like the fact that you know, as I was going through a lot of events, and we're gonna talk about some wine dinners, some. New Year's Eve uh, wine dinners featuring champagne and whatnot, but I was heartened to see um, that there are a lot of options that are alcohol-free for those who, you know, who who have to avoid uh, temptation, and so that's that's pretty good. Um, not things we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're all about temptation on this show. Um, lots, of, lots of mocktails yes. and de-alcoholized wine. That's like a... Say that ten times fast. De-alcoholized, De-alcoholized wine. wine. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of... The last couple of weeks I've had a problem pronouncing. I don't know why. Um, so I do want to mention that uh, on our Facebook page, Taste of Massachusetts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I, I threw it out there and I said, um, I want to know what your favorite Chinese food restaurant is. So you're originally from Newton, right? Yes. What's the name? And I don't even know if you know this. What's the name of the place right on the corner. It's right next to a CVS, I think. Uh, there's a Dunkin' Donuts, then a CVS, and then it's like set back. Is it in West Newton? Um, like Shingy? It is heading towards, is right before the highway, right before 95. 
if right you're heading before, right before yeah. 95. Tiny little place. Awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm I like curious now because it's been I'm like always trying to on the lookout for good it, Chinese food. It's been like 15 years, so you know, give me <laughs> give me a little bit of a break. Um, so where do you like to go? Where do I? Well, I'm kind of I'm stuck because usually after work it's kind of late and yep. I'm impatient. So I hop over right next door to Julio's is the Mandarin. Yes, and we have kind of a relationship with the Mandarin, and I, and so I kind of <laughs> hop over there and I'm just like. Give me some Chinese chicken wings. Like, I just love fried chicken wings. Chinese that's chicken my, wings. That's my fa- absolute favorite. And crab rangoons. Oh, yes. So, so that's my two guilty Chinese food pleasure uh, pleasure treats. I hop over there a lot. I, I do, I have to say, because I love their soups. Their miso is excellent. Their um, uh, pad thai is excellent. They do lettuce wraps mm-hmm. with uh, peanuts in them. So if Ryan's with me, I can't get them because he's allergic to I know. To so I'm still looking for it because you know that... Uh, about a year ago, I moved out to Franklin, yes. and I'm still looking for a good Chinese food place out in that area. Yeah, I I know you're giving me that look <laughs> because I've tried every place, and I don't want to. I'm not the type to down any establishment, right? Because different strokes for different folks, but I I haven't found anything that really resonates with me yet. Yeah, so I wish that I wish that people could call in because I'm like desperate. Like, tell me where to go. It's it's few. Uh, it is few and far between, just in that whole area. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are some that we're just not thinking of or, or maybe not been to. I know that um, the one that um, I, I was just double checking to make sure I'm saying the name right. I have uh, I have a couple of friends that live in the area, and they say that Wa Sing. Uh, Chinese and Polynesian cuisine is where they go. Uh, You're on in, e- in, in, in Franklin. No, oh, in, in, Franklin, in Franklin. On yeah, it's on East Central Street. I don't know how familiar you are with Lossing. the area. I'm writing that down. Yeah. So, um, but usually when you see a rest, usually when you see a Chinese restaurant that like clearly states Chinese and Polynesian, like the more they branch out, it usually the I won't want to say better they are, but uh, you know, definitely they've got a little bit more, more diversified. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, my what choices? Um, I've always uh, the th- the three that I I actually posted three and then asked what people liked the three that I kind of gravitate towards and one of them you've been to with me. Uh, oh my God! Yes. So the best dumplings ever. The best dumplings ever at Weho in Bourne, right before the Bourne Bridge. If you're heading towards the Cape, little place Weho. Honestly, they were the best dumplings yeah, that, ever. Like and that they was were so, so much good, fun. you got you got an order to go. That's how good they were. It was a good. It was a really good environment too. And I definitely did get an order to go, <laughs> and was like munching on them when I got home. I was like. I can't. I need more. Right. But no, that was, and they were just like they were so fun. We sat at the bar, and the bartender was like so nice to us. And even like the whole environment. Do you remember the people sitting behind us? Oh yeah. We're having like such a good time. We got in on a conversation with them. So that's a cute spot. So I put, if you head into the Cape, or yep. if you live in and around the Cape, that's a good station. I mean, it was so funny that I posted a photo to Instagram immediately, and one of my friends texted me, "Say hi to the bartender," and I forget the guy's name. Um, but she's like, say hi to the bartender. I'm like, are you kidding me? And so I said, do you know blah, blah, blah? And the bartender's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. It was the, it was the craziest thing, but you know a place is good if they know their regulars, like, down pat. So the other two places I mentioned uh, were China Pearl and Woburn. And, uh, of course, the, the, the illustrious, the, the mainstay, Kowloon and Saugus. 
uh, because I had a lot of friends uh, from Saugus that actually still live in the area, and that was always, like, the place to go. The go-to. It was the go-to. But, I mean, there's also... Um, my father loves this place, and he I think he, I've only went with him once, called uh, the Tulip in Stoneham. Hmm. And so here's the crazy thing. I asked the guys from Masshole.Eats, who come in the show a lot, where they like to go, and that was the first place they said. Really, Tulip? Yeah, it's called Tulip, and um, it, yeah, everything was everything was excellent. Everything was everything was absolutely excellent. Um, and I was, I, I think we got like three or four things, and then three or four to go, and whatever. So, yeah, Tulip and so, Stoneham. So now, is I, now good. I have a good spot to go adventure to. Well, if you ever get up to Stoneham. So, five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, Tony's wine picks to pair with Chinese food. Whoop, whoop. Here on Taste of Massachusetts. <laughs> Just know you're not alone. Because I'm going to make this place your home. She keeps them always shundered in a pretty cabinet. She says, just like Marie Antoinette. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm your host Vincent Ericetti, sitting in with us tonight, diva of the vines, Tony DeLuca from Julio's Liquors. How are you? I am doing dandy. Are so you dandy? I'm. We're approaching like one of my <laughs> most favorite holidays because my favorite category is sparkling wine, champagne. So, so, in addition to champagne, it's also very well known for everyone ordering Chinese food. So, uh, I realized that uh, you wrote this great article for Julio's Liquors for their page and whatnot, um, but it's everywhere. It's on your LinkedIn and, and, and whatnot. Five wines to pair with Chinese food for New Year's Eve. Now, can I just tell you, no one does this, and that's why it's awesome. <laughs> um, well... I can't take all the credit because I remember a little while back you suggested <laughs> to me that you thought it would be a good idea it is a great to idea. try to pair wines <laughs> with um, Chinese food. And we had this conversation. You're like, I don't, you were like, do, do you even drink wine? Like, can you drink wine with Chinese food? And I think it's funny because a lot of people, when they get takeout, they don't think about what alcohol, al- alcoholic beverage they want to pair with that. Right. And Chinese food's tricky because it's a wide range of flavors, and sometimes sometimes it's hot, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not hot, and sometimes it's really greasy, and sometimes it's not not as well. Sometimes so super light. Yeah, yeah. like sometimes you ha- can get a really interesting like vegetable hearty dish, and sometimes you can get a really heavy like throw it in the fryer, you know. So I think there is definitely a wine that can pair with anything on the menu, and it's just a matter of what you're in the mood for and if you're willing to experiment. So I think, so this is great. I'm not going to read through it, but I'm going to throw it to you after. I'm going to give you uh, five foods that you chose that everyone's going to have, at least one of these, I think, if you're going to get Chinese food at all. And um, I basically stuck to like my favorite Chinese foods. Yeah, well, because that's, <laughs> it's everyone's favorite. Yeah. So you started out, um, you started out with like the cream of the crop, um, crab rangoon. You got the fried wonton. You got salty cheese on the inside, uh, but it's still kind of creamy, so it's not really a hard cheese. So. Mm-hmm. I love what you paired this with. So what did you pair it so with? So this was almost too easy. So I paired this with a champagne, uh, the Robert Bobichon for 
Sapage, and a lot of people are probably like, what is that? I've never heard of that champagne. Well, I am a huge fan of grower champagnes, which is a whole nother segment we could probably get into, but just to briefly state what that is, grower champagne is this kind of movement of farm to table. It's um, family owned and operated wineries, really small batch. So these families who own the land are making their own champagnes, which is different from some of the bigger houses because they're purchasing grapes right. from many different Places. So all the grapes come from the same land. Exactly, and this I won't say it in French. <laughs> this one's kind of terroir. a special one. <laughs> terroir. This one's a special one, and it's one of my favorite champagnes because it's the Four Cepage, which is four grapes, and that's really rare because in Champagne there's three primary grapes: mm-hmm. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. And Robert Barbachon, they are grandfathered in, and they're the only house that's allowed to use Pinot Blanc in the mix. Really? So this is kind of a fun one because it has a little bit of Pinot Blanc in it and it's just very fruity, luscious. But the reason I paired it with Crab Rangoons is because Crab Rangoons being fried. Yep. And a lot of people don't realize it, but sparkling wine is such a great palate cleanser for fried foods. Yep. One of the hidden secrets is um, fried chicken with champagne. Really? Have you ever tried it? It's so good. No, you're talking about like fried wi- fried wings, or you're talking about like fried chicken, like, like southern, southern fried, fried chicken and champagne. Yeah, and champagne is wow. so good because it's so cleansing. And champagnes kind of can be <laughs> tart and acidic. I, I so want to go right now. Go to KFC and get a bucket, and get, then we'll and then we'll drink and then grab the champagne and see. <laughs> it's so good. So I dare dare you out there, you listeners, to try that one time. But for tomorrow. Get your champagne, yeah, and you'll be drinking champagne all night long. But you don't have to wait till twelve o'clock. Pop open a bottle of champagne, eat it with your rangoons, and it is just gonna really help cleanse the palate with that greasy um, and that creamy cheese. It's really if just gonna help wipe that away. If I owned a Chinese food restaurant, I would absolutely like invest it. <laughs> Like do this. Totally late night, pop open a bottle of champagne, handle yeah. some crab rangoons, and you're, I mean, I would go to that. You're going to get people That's hooked. <laughs> you're absolutely. Um, so the next one, one of my favorites uh, of all Chinese food is General Gao's Spicy Chicken. Um, even when it's bad, it's good. It's almost like pizza. And what, like, yeah. I, first of all, I love the name of this. So tell us what you paired the General Gao's Spicy Chicken with. There are a few things you can pair with this. Um, I like my general gals really spicy, so very hot. Mm-hmm. And with anything that's hot, a refreshing white wine definitely fits the bill. And with this one, right now we have um, the Villa Barbie, Villa Barbie Orvieto. It's an Italian white wine that's unoaked. And normally Orvietos can kind of be average, kind of be a little bit bland. They're not super interesting. But this one I wanted to point out because it is a game-changing Italian wine. It's definitely something that's d- going to be different from Pinot Grigio. It's sort of like Pinot Grigio with more more personality. And <laughs> you know what I mean. You're getting wine snobby on me. Oh, I mean, no, but with okay. the technology, with the te- with the well, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's just with a light, your words, it's not, a not light the- and really refreshing white wine, and yeah. it's something that will really help. Um, Kind of like cool down your tongue after you have something that's really spicy. Yeah, so, Chinese Italian fusion. It totally makes sense. Yeah. So if you're somebody that likes <laughs> to kick it up with your um, Chinese food, and I always ask for my general girls to be super spicy. And if you're sort of similar to me and you like that he- extra kick of heat, having a really refreshing white wine such as an Orvieto or like anything that will just be a cleanser. So what what would you cleanser. what would you compare the Orvieto to like? 
if people are familiar with, you know, Pinot Blancs or whatever. Like, yeah, what like it, I would say it has similarities to Pinot Grigio, but it definitely has a little bit more of a fruit-driven quality. Pinot Grigios can be a little bit um, lemon-lime kind of citrusy. Mm-hmm. The, this Orvieto had almost like riper fruit to it, so kind of like a ripe a- apple, melon flavor, me- melon kind of qualities to it. So definitely a little bit richer with palm and pit fruits. So. And it would, and it would absolutely, yeah. So that would cool you down, um, cool down your palate at least. So number three, because you did five, and I this one I kind of like as soon as I read this, it clicked in my head that this is absolutely brilliant, and of course it <laughs> tastes good, right? So, pork spare ribs with? With the Seven of Hearts Pinot Noir. So, this is a Pinot from Oregon. So, Willamette Valley, Dundee Hills specifically. And it's a really affordable um, Oregon Pinot, too. This one retails for under $25. But it's one of my favorite Pinots right now because it's a Pinot that... I mean, Pinot Noir is a light red wine. It can kind of go with anything. It's sort of like an all-purpose red. Whenever, but with pork spare ribs, like, like yeah. you just... Like, mentally, I was just... Like, you know those two taste so well because yeah, they're so... Yeah, pork spirits are, like, kind of tangy, and they have that kind of red sauce that's yep. glazed all over them, and they are really juicy and have all this sort of, um, I don't know, just, like, sweet, salty yeah. tang to it. Yeah. And Pinot Noir is such a good wine to pair with pork, first of all, and it's also, I feel like, has so many, so much lush red fruit qualities about it mm-hmm. that it would just... Goes so well with the spare ribs. I don't know. In my mind, I was like, "This would, this would be fun. Like, this is gonna be. This would really kind of help complement each other." Oh, absolutely. So. That's why as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Wow." Um, <laughs> Thanks. Thank I you. Get, yeah. No, that one was that was a good <laughs> one. Um, like I said, like the, part of the reason why I suggested you do this is because no one does it, and you know, people are already drinking wine with Chinese food. Like, people are drinking wine with every single type of food. So why not take a step back, think about it, what might work, and then and then go forward with it? Because one of the things you told me early on, um, you know, one of the, like, silly questions I had was, like, why the hell are they always pairing wine and cheese? Mm-hmm. And your explanation was great, was that... Like the acids and bases thing. So but that it was actually difficult, which is why doing, which is why they did it, to re... right? Yeah, well, like cheese is a natural, like wine is kind of a natural partner with food because wine is really acidic. And wine is food. Yeah, and if you think about it, like with cheese especially, cheese is a base and it's very salty. Mm -hmm. So if you think back to like your, you know, your high school days in um, science science class, if you match something that has a high acidity with something that has a high um, pH level, like a high salt salt quality, it neutralizes it. So it creates a harmony on your palate. So it's actually, like, they're very friendly, and they kind of create this really, like, healthy marriage. So that's why, that's why wine is, and I know people out there are going to be like, boo, but that's <laughs> why wine is easier to pair with food than beer is. Well, I've said, <laughs> I've said for a long time, um, for whatever reason, wine goes better, pairs better with a burger than beer. And many people, uh, you know, they, they kind of dismiss me because I'm the same guy that says that Bud Light Lime goes great with seafood because you have the lime, <laughs> the citrus, and the... Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. but I've said for a very long time, wine, red wine, Pinot Noir, Malbec, whatever, goes better with a burger with bacon mm-hmm. and cheese than any beer you can, you can, you can find because 
you're talking, just like you said, you're talking about flavors that are supposed to complement each other. Exactly. And like, if you think about a burger, it's so juicy and there's a lot of fatty content in there and there's, obviously you pile so many things right. on top of that. So if you want something that is just gonna like wash it down and forget about it, a beer is great because a beer is just gonna like, it's, has bubbles, it's just gonna be like almost just thirst quenching. Mm-hmm. But if you want something that's really gonna kind of take your palate to the next level, a night, like, for, if I'm thinking right now, a You burger, want an acid that will cut the fat. Exactly. So basically like, same, same things. Same science class stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like a burger, I'm thinking with all the fixings, I'd love to have yeah. just like a nice red wine, like a f- juicy red wine. Absolutely. So we actually, we got two more to talk about when we come back. Uh, two more um, Chinese foods to pair with wine. And so we're going to do that when we come back. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, we'll be right back after the short break. That was a good one. 508-871-7000 number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Talking about some great... Uh, great I should I should have yelled, Chipping! Yeah, I know, right? Uh, talking about some great things to, to do and to have for the new year. Obviously, New Year's Eve, everyone gets Chinese food, or at least the vast majority of people. Um, so we're talking about some great wines to pair with them. We're here with Diva of the Vines, Tony DeLuca, wine director of Julio's Liquors. Um, I... I'd have you on even if you didn't work there. Thank you. Like if you went back to <laughs> if you went back to traveling the globe and making champagne on like five of the seven continents. Just <laughs> five, right? You, you wouldn't you wouldn't forget about me. No, no. <laughs> you no seriously. You've made like people don't realize you've made wine on five of the seven continents, right? Well, I mean Antarctica, you're not going to go there. Yeah, but well, you, New Zealand, New France. Zealand. So New Zealand, it, which is we, we're going to call that like Oceania. Well, w- like technically Australia. Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, France. France, which is of course Europe. Europe. Um, California. Of, of course, North America. And Virginia. North America. And that's it. I did. I thought you made them in. Um, oh no 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 no! What's um uh Serb? Not Serbia. Where were you? Well. Didn't you? <laughs> I thought you told I me. I thought you told me you made uh, you made wine in um, what was it? Not was it Serbia? Not Serbia. Oh my God. Ah, whatever. Okay, three. What four of the set? Four of the seven then? Four or seven? Yeah, three. Three. No, South America. Didn't you go to South America to make wine? No, I didn't. I didn't. But I want to. I, actually, I was queued up for South Africa, but that's what I. Okay, I that's was, what we I talked was about. Queued up for South Africa, and I still, I it's still like a bucket list thing. Like I think about it sometimes, mm-hmm. just like saying, you know, goodbye, cruel world, and <laughs> <laughs> you 
going down to South Africa and hanging on Stellenbosch and just like drinking some Chenin Blanc and make some wine. I have um, And riding zebras. Yes. I don't <laughs> so think you never know. Like so one of these days, I might just send you a postcard. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Greetings from South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. So, uh, two more, uh, two more great wines to pair with Chinese food. Um, two more items you chose. We, we kind of were circling around this. Fried chicken wings, Chinese chicken wings, always a staple. They're one of your favorites. This is my absolute favorite. Everyone has a favorite Chinese food. Right. And everyone at work jokes around to me because sometimes we will get takeout for Mandarin. Yep. And I'm, I'm always like in my office, like coveting the chicken wings <laughs> like a freak. But, Going back to the whole sparkling wine concept and yep. helping it cleanse with really greasy food, I love eating chicken wings with sparkling wine. And we just got this new Prosecco in. It's um from the Gambino Prosecco um yep. company. And they released a rosé Prosecco that technically, if we're really getting technical out there, just in case there's any other experts listening right yes. now, if it's a rosé, it can't be a Prosecco. But this is a, a made in the Prosecco region, and because it is rose, it is pink in color, it's not doesn't qualify as a Prosecco. But for right. all intents and purposes, it drinks just like a Prosecco, and it's very elegant. It has like these nice kind of um, strawberry, fresh strawberry. So notes. someone like me would call this pink champagne. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly, like somebody who saw this in a glass and, and didn't really like, yeah. you know, was just like having fun would probably be like, oh, I love that pink pink yeah. champagne or something, you know, pink prosecco. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so fun. It's called Jules, um, Jules Rose Sparking Sparkling Italian Wine. Nice. And um, I just like imagined myself eating Chinese chicken wings and drinking a glass of the Jules Sparkling Wine and just like being giddy and happy all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so like you're like you're like both extremes of the expensive date cheap date. <laughs> totally, you know. It's I like, mean, I can wine and dine with the best of them, but sometimes you just want to like, sit at home, and like you said, sometimes you just want to have a Bud Light Lime with fried seafood because <laughs> it's like fried shrimp and a Bud Light Lime. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I'm sure you had a lot of uh, great first dates with. Where do you want to go? Oh, just Chinese food, and then you're ordering champagne with it. Nice. Yeah, I nice. love it. That'd super, be, super classy. Be, I am the girl at the dive bar having a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. God. I love craft beer, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But yeah. teach their own, you know. Absolutely. Um, so the final Chinese food, I think, one of the most popular uh, items to get: beef and broccoli. And um, again, <laughs> you're par- you're pairing this um, with, with a, a nice juicy French wine. We we just got this organic Carignan in, which a lot of people. May not know what that grape variety is, but it's a it's a grape coming from the south of France, and it usually is a blending um, grape. But it was interesting because this was a hundred percent, and it's a really it's medium bodied, and it's a very luscious, just very fruit driven, crowd pleasing red. Mm-hmm. And I had to do something with beef and broccoli because my mom's absolute favorite, and it's such a crowd. Everyone gets beef and broccoli. Oh, absolutely. Like, right? Um, and it's in that like kind of thick gravy, and it is something that I feel like is it actually is a, I feel like an easy partner with a red wine. Oh, absolutely! Because you, know, you like got the hearty beef. Yeah, you you've got, got the heart, you've and got you get the, it in that thick gravy. So this and the broccoli does have that irony, you know, note to it note or whatever to, you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. So I feel like if if you don't want to if you don't want to be living on the edge and try a carignan and you just want and you're a red wine fan mm-hmm. 
have the red wine with the, the beef and broccoli, and you'll be happy. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to give you my idea of the perfect uh, wine pairing with a Chinese food, and you can rate me. On okay. It, okay. Ooh, this is exciting. So, <laughs> Too I'm, bad we couldn't open this up to callers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what, that, I think the callers would have... Uh, they, I think they would have shaken, uh, shaken their heads at some of the things I've said uh, between the Bud Light Lime comments. So I'm going to kind of go in reverse. I'm going to pick the wine first because uh, one of my favorite wines of all time is the Rosé Regale, <laughs> which is a, for, for all intents and purposes, it's a pink champagne, but it's Italian. But you can't call it a champagne, and you can't call it pink champagne. You can't call it pink Prosecco. But it's... It's a sweet, sparkling it, wine from Italy. And, and it's, it's so uh, good. It is very good, actually. It's very popular. It's and it's not as sweet as, like, you tell people it's a sweet red red sparkling wine, they think one thing, and then they taste it, and they realize it's well-balanced. Mm-hmm. But it's made with only one grape, which I didn't know about this until uh, very recently you told me or whatever, and I was just, uh, I was kind of kind of blown away. Now, I am going to pair that with the penultimate Chinese food, the egg roll or spring roll, depending on which you like, because even though you're pairing it with something that has little or no uh, meat in it, because it's fried, you kind of need that sweetness to cut through it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, I I'm think, just BSing so right I now. Think, I but think, I would do that in a heartbeat, like I straight from the bottle, straight from the pap, uh, paper bag. I love, I love this because for two reasons. Because <laughs> you're totally rolling with my sparkling wine concept with yeah. my food. So bonus points for that. Um, so the, it isn't super sweet. That is true, but I it. It is hard to pair um, sweet wine with dry foods mm-hmm. because you'll you taste the sweetness in the wine a lot and it kind of exasperates that. Yep. But I love that you picked that because I am wholeheartedly a fan of you got to drink what you like. Oh, absolutely. Like you know, here we are talking about pairings, and I think it's a really good baseline because why not enhance your experience if you can? And sometimes it's fun to listen to what people say and to kind of, you know, take that and sort of experiment with it on your own and see if you agree or not. So I'm always uh, par for the course with, with trying to do pairings and trying to find the best pairings. But at the end of the day, you got to drink what you like. Oh, absolutely. You know, if, you're, if you don't like white wine and I'm telling you you need to drink white wine with X, Y, and Z, don't do it. You know, don't do it if you don't like it. So if you like if you like the Rosa Regal and you like sweet sparkling wines and... You're a fan of that? Go for it, Vinny. You drink that with whatever <laughs> your little heart desires, and I will fully support you. Well, I, I, I would, but, uh, yeah. Well, I, I just thought, well, no, because so here's the, here's the crazy thing. My, um, I didn't know, did I just hit that? I'm sorry. I didn't know that, um, it was initially, for a long time, the Rosa Regale was hard to find because it was kind of this, like, little secret that Italy had that they didn't tell anyone. And the first place I had it, was because my cousin's husband told me to get it at the Italian Pavilion in Disney World. So funny. And, uh, and I was like, I'm like, eh, I'm not a wine. And then I tried it, and I said, well, I'm hooked. You know uh, what my favorite, it, Rosa Regal is actually my favorite wine to recommend to people for Valentine's Day. Because yes. it is a really pretty sleek package, and it is just that nice kind of hint of sweetness. And it goes great with, with chocolate. chocolate. Unbelievable it's with chocolate. It's amazing with chocolate. So, I mean, and if any if any gentlemen are out there listening right now, and you're thinking about what to get to your lovely lady for valentine's day um pair that box of chocolates with a rosa regale oh yeah you're gonna I, be a hero you will be yeah you will definitely be a hero the lady will love it 
Yeah, you're you're definitely coming on. Uh, I think February 10th is the Friday before Valentine's Day. You're you're definitely coming back because we. Yeah. I mean, that's I'd love to because we could talk about our port festival, which is on the 11th. Yes. And, and you I'm are a huge. huge port fan. Oh my God! You know what uh, we're, we're gonna do? Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, um, we should recap what we drank for Christmas because I think a lot of those are kind of celebratory uh, wines. And ports and sherries and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I think a lot of those lend themselves to kind of a laid back, sitting at home, New Year's Eve, talking with friends, hanging out with friends. I think they lend themselves very well. So 508 871 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Sitting in with us tonight, Tony DeLuca, diva of the vines, here from Julio's Liquors, and um, expert in your own right, of course. <laughs> but uh, this this Julio's expert Liquors because I love to drink, right? And <laughs> you know the Julio's Liquors thing, it's yeah, it's working out for you. Yeah. Um. So I totally forgot. Before the show, before the show, we had a great sampling that you brought in. You brought in three wines, and uh, yeah, tell us start, well, starting starting with the uh, the champagne. This I is think. the taste of Massachusetts, and we love you know you and I love to keep it local. And there are if you're going to drink a sparkling wine um, this holiday season, and especially for New Year's, there are a few offerings that I just want to point out because mm-hmm. maybe this could be something that could be fun for you. So. We at we at Julio's we did a um, we collaborated with a local importer Terry Fees and mm-hmm. he helped us find a grower champagne house that was willing to help us celebrate Westbrook's 300th anniversary. Yes. So did you knew that, Vinny? You knew that literally on Saturday. Um, it's like Westboro's turning 300. Yeah, it's amazing. A, what do you call that? Like a tricentennial or something tri, like that? Tricent, yeah. Tricentennial. You can so, try to call it that. <laughs> so we steal so a, steal a uh, joke from Randleberg. I know, right? So we um like we were approached by the Westboro 300th committee, and they asked if there was something that they asked me if there was something that I could do to help them um celebrate this kind of. It's crazy. I mean, how often does a town turn 300? Right? Not that right. So um, I was happy to be a part of it, and we kind of we it, it took a little bit, but we were able to um, snag the entire allotment of the Pierre Geminet, uh Cuvée Bellonnet, which actually got rated 94 points from wine enthusiasts. So we have like a really highly rated champagne, and they basically gave it to us and rebranded it Cuvée 1717. So Westboro was incorporated as a town in 1717. So this is a champagne that is going to help celebrate. Yeah, it's going to honor. It's going to honor Westboro. So I thought that was kind of fun to bring up because WCRN, this we're sitting in Westboro right now, talking out to the world. Um, and it's been really cool. The feedback has been fantastic, and people have been coming into the store and really like psyched out about it. Um. 
And we're doing the launch party for the 1717 shop. Did you know that in the same our same shopping plaza, they did a little, for one year they rented out a space and local artists of Westboro have come together and they're selling art out of the 1717 shop. Nice. And it's kind of cool. We're doing a little launch party um, on Sunday, January 7th, and I'm going to be there pouring the champagne so, oh, anyone, you're going to be pouring yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, Vinny, come by. Come check it out. What day but of the week is that? It's a Sunday. It's oh. a, it's Sunday, and um, and we're going to be giving out complimentary glasses and complimentary tastings, and, and the you'll champagne, get to see local artists. It'll be cool. And the champagne is actually good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I you know, people were, like, thinking this was super gimmicky, but I'm like, no, we yeah. got a grower champagne house that's very reputable to give us the entire allotment of his 94-point cuvee. So, I mean, I'm not going to do anything unless I can do it and it's good. Like, right. I'm not going to – if if I didn't think that I could do this properly, I wouldn't have even tried because that's, like, my name attached to it. So I was super happy with the quality. I was super happy how everything came out, and I've been getting some really good feedback on it. So Yeah, I don't think people realize 94 points for wines is rare, but for champagnes, it's even harder to... Yeah, I mean, actually, it's probably one of the higher-rated champagnes that we have at the store. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I was pumped, pumped about that. So and what's, any- what's the price point on it? Because I think it was relatively reasonable. Yeah, so it's regularly it's forty nine ninety nine. So as for as long as we have supplies, it'll be forty nine ninety nine. But for this week, so including tomorrow, we're featuring it for thirty nine ninety nine. So we have it um, ten dollar discount wow. um, for the holiday, and um, very well balanced. Yeah, I have to say. I'm so a- let me ask because this is the question. Yeah. Are you going to drink this and have fried chicken wings with it? Totally. Well, actually, you know what's funny is that um, I did, it's a Blanc de Blanc, so it has a really crisp acidity to it. It's very, like, you get a lot of these kind of Granny Smith apple flavors and, like, nice citrus components to it. And um, you're laughing at me because you're like, oh, my God, like, let me let me see if I... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much uh, chicken uh, Chinese chicken wings cost. Oh, I know, because we want to get them yeah. here right now. So you're if not- anyone delivers Chinese chicken wings, we will give you free. Uh, well, not not right now, but uh, we'll 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 make it worth your while. I know, we'll totally, totally. We'll be so happy. So, um, I actually did bring this um, home for Christmas, and I know that I'm not trying to segue, <laughs> yes. but it was like a natural segue because it is. you were asking me like what I was drinking on Christmas. Yeah. And I wanted, I'm very proud of, I have, there's a few wines that I helped to create that we sell at Julio's and, um, me and, and our wine team. Um, and I was really excited about this one and I really wanted to share it with my parents and my brothers. So I brought a bottle home and we popped this open and we had it while we were cooking. So it was like, <laughs> we started off Christmas with, with a bottle champagne. of the 1717. Oh and, um, but that's how I, I find it, like, that's what I was saying at the start of the show. I'm like, I'm so excited about New Year's, not because I specifically like the holiday, because every New Year's I've ever, like, attended a party at, I, it never turns out to be what you want it to be. New Year's is always kind of a flop, like, socially. Yeah. But it's, I do like it for the fact that it's the one holiday where you're encouraged to drink sparkling wine. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. So, but I, because I think that you should drink sparkling wine. I don't think you should need an excuse. No, absolutely not. You just should drink it all the time. We do, uh, we do have a caller, so let's, uh, let's go. (laughs) I don't even, I don't, this is like going in blind. It's going to be fun, though. (laughs) Uh, Russ, put them up. Uh, Caller, you are on the air on AMA 30 WCRN and Taste of Massachusetts. How are you? Hey, 
the Happy New Year, Vince, and uh, uh, we've met before over at Julio's Liquors there, uh, Mike in the truck. Oh, Mike in the, yep. From, yeah, so. from from the other station too. Wow, you followed us around. Hey, huh? oh my God! Sorry I follow you around. Thank you so. for the support, my Julio's fan. <laughs> hey, so hey, uh, there's a couple of things. There's, there's two things that you need to get in Julio's there. Now with the laws that have changed, uh, there are two favorite wines of ours that we can't get in Massachusetts. Oh, thank thank God you went with wines and not with. <laughs> you said laws changed. I immediately thought marijuana. And I'm like, oh God, really? Well, no, no, people no, no, no. have been asking. Let's we'll, we'll, we'll say that. But what what are the wines? I'm curious. I'm already. Oh, the wines. The wines are. Uh, the first one is from Hazlitt Winery, out in the Finger Lakes. Oh, in the Finger Lakes. Okay. And uh, they have a, a, a wine called Red Cat and White Cat, and uh, they are Catawba grapes. It's the only grape, the only you can only get yeah. Catawba grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, New yeah. York, on the Finger Lakes, mm-hmm. and they're very good stirred wines. And another wine that we like is a Riesling from Atwater Wineries. In the same area, and that's the thing to like. So I, I love this call because I'm a, I am so happy to like when people request wines. Mm-hmm. I love that, like especially if it's something I haven't heard of. Like I definitely will do my due diligence and research this. Um, so the the law changing is kind of a slippery slope because it allows you to buy directly from the winery, but me I still have to buy directly from my distributor. Oh, in, order to, okay. in order to sell it legally, so I will check with my distributors and see if there's any of these that are available, and if there okay. are, I'll definitely look into them. Um, the one, the one reason you probably have a hard time finding Finger Lakes wines or New York wines in general in Massachusetts is because it costs a lot of money to distribute to get a distribution license, and um, for a lot of the New York State wineries, it it's kind of not price co- like cost effective for them. Yeah, it's it's okay. more advantageous for them to ship themselves than to yeah. actually work with uh, any distributors. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, but that but I love the I love that you're drinking um, New York wines and enjoying them, and I'm definitely going to look into these because I'm curious now. Oh, good, good. I'm glad I'm glad we got your curiosity up. But, <laughs> uh, wh- we have a little place in Atoll. Yeah, it's called the Tea Garden. And it's right across from Sterrett Tools, right on the main drag. And, the, you know, you can't miss it. You have to stop at the stop sign. And when you <laughs> stop at the stop sign, it's kind of on your left. And they have um, and they have the best coconut shrimp and coconut <gasps> chicken that you can get. Oh, my God, I love and coconut. And everything. That's awesome. Mike, it's called the so, Tea Garden. Yeah, someone today, I um, I put that question up. You know, where do you like to go? Where's your favorite Chinese food place? And someone mentioned the tea garden, uh, in Athol today, uh, on, uh, on one of the pages. And I just, I just remember thinking to myself, what a, what a unique name for, you know, a lot of times Chinese food places, they're named after, um, a person or, or, you know, they're, they're very, they're very similar names, golden something or whatever. Um, right. tea garden in Athol, that's an excellent, excellent tip. I love that. Oh my god, yeah. cool! I'm now, now you're giving us so many awesome things to like look into, and I'm sure there are other people out there who are listening that, you know, will definitely take you up on these. So yeah, yeah moral of the story is drink New York wine, people. They're really good. Go. <laughs> Mike in the truck. Thank you very much. Have a happy New Year, guys. Thank you. you too.
508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts, making our listeners happy, even the ones we've had since June of 2015. What? Yeah, it's true. We'll be right back after this. Whoa. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Is it our number two already? Holy smoke. I want like three hours when we're talking That's about That's what happens like, when we're stuff. talking so about fun. our two, like, two possible yes. favorite things, Chinese food and champagne. Yes, and pairing them and, and whatnot. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, Taste of Massachusetts. I'm your host, Vincent Arichetti. Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vine, sitting in with us tonight, going over Chinese food, pairings with wines and whatnot. Um... We st- so we started to kind of chat about n- Christmas, and you said that you, what were you drinking while you were cooking? I always, well, I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, should I advocate drinking while cooking? That sounds dangerous, but no, it's so no. fun, and, yeah. and it's kind of a necessity. Um, I was drinking um, a champagne. We had the 1717 cuvee that we were talking about, and I was just talking about how I wanted to share that with my family because I helped participate in its kind of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, I love to drink sparkling wine while I'm cooking and while I'm, like, getting the dinner ready. It just gets me in such a happy mood. And I think, like, normally when you think of champagne or sparkling wine, I feel like most customers or most people out there feel like they have to save it for a really special moment. Like, it has to be, like, an anniversary or a holiday but I feel like you should drink sparkling wine all the time. <laughs> not literally all the time, but <laughs> maybe not at work, unless you no, like, work on, at Julio's on, with me. Yes, <laughs> on fir- and uh, on first dates when you're when you're ordering Chinese food and whatnot. Exactly. Um, so I was really excited. I was actually I didn't even like think of this after. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm texting Tony on Christmas. With what I'm drinking. No, that was so fun because, so Vinny came by Julio's a couple days before Christmas. It wasn't Christmas Eve, was it? It was like two, no, two, two, or, di- two, two days, days before. No, two days before. And you were, I was helping you pick out a bunch of, a uh, yep. wide variety. You were like really, I, I was proud of you because yeah. you had so many different things in your cart. Well, I had to buy a lot of different things for different people and my father, who I always refer to as Anthony J in the third person. I don't call him Anthony <laughs> J. Too, I call him dad, but like, you know. <laughs> Um, I look at a fellow t- um, Tony. Yes, exactly. So I, I kept saying, so I I kept saying, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta do some Anthony J shopping. Um, but uh, some of the things were for other people, some of the things for gifts for in laws, family, friends, whatever. And then um, what I was most some of the stuff was to he basically my father said, why don't you get the things that like. You know I would like because you you know what I like and get the, get the good ports. We you know I hate going down the street and you know they have you know Taylor Fladgate but you know two year, which is a big joke <laughs> if you if you know port like that's a joke. Yeah. Um, Taylor Fladgate's okay, but you know you want if you know your stuff and you know what you like. Right. Well, I was so excited because one picture that you sent me was of like a fig <laughs> with, oh my God, you're pulling up the picture. Oh, yeah. oh my God, a fig with like blue cheese crumbles on it and, and then half of a chestnut. And half of a chestnut, which is so Italian. Yes. By the way. Um, and the, then you showed me direct, then you showed me a picture of one of my favorite por- ports that I nope. just got in. Nope. That's the Pedro Jimenez sherry. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I okay, went. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I went. Thought s- you had that with a Quinta de Crasto, but the uh, I did have that. Well, 
that's the, wait a minute. That was, let me okay, get, so that let was me get the picture. other photo. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see, these it's, it's early in the day because the sun's still up and those bottles are all half empty. I love it. Well, if you can't tell, Vinny and I are both... Uh, Fortified wine enthusiasts. Yes. And it's a nice um, way of saying we're drunks. Yeah. We <laughs> love that shot call in there. No. Um, but I, I love port wine and I, and I'm a huge sherry fan as well. And you love PX sherry, which is a slang for a Pedro Zimenez, which is the grape that they use to make the specific style of sherry that is very sweet and has lots of like interesting like prune raisiny yeah. notes to it and a lot of fig notes actually yes. too. So that's why I it just, goes so well. I love that you pair that with a fig because it basically is like a liquid fig. Yeah, my father planned that one out and he's like, "Yep, this is what we're gonna have." There's nothing better than a sweet wine and a really salty, briny cheese like a blue cheese. So the the very short story is uh, when I was in high school, I worked at a supermarket to save up. To go on Spanish exchange, and they gave me, when I was there, the family host family, was uh, gave me Pedro Jimenez sherry, and they told me it was sherry, and I tasted it, I'm like, oh my god, this stuff is freaking awesome, I love sherry, I love sherry, I love sherry, <laughs> but I didn't know it was Pedro Jimenez, but I remembered the taste, like, clear as day. So it's, I get, it's an unforgettable right. taste. So I get back to America, and then I turn 21, and then, like, a year or two goes by, and I'm like... Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I like sherry because they had me try it when I was 15 in Spain and, you know, I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't just come home and say, hey, get me a bottle of sherry. You know, it doesn't work like that. So, uh, I'm like, okay. So I'm like 23, 24. I go in. I'm like, what's the sweetest sherry you have? And they're like, oh, this one. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't remember where I went. It wasn't Julio's, obviously. And, uh, I get it and I taste it. I'm like, this is crap. What? What? I don't like this. And I just thought, I thought to myself, maybe they lied to me or whatever. And then it's so funny I went to I went to um what's the uh what's the tapas bar in uh, Worcester? Um Oh I don't know. Oh my god. Why am I blanking on oh, this? Oh Bocado. 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 No, 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 not Bocado. Is it Bocado? Bocado. Yeah. Bocado and they had a sherry flight and it was three kinds and and one of them said Pedro Jimenez. And something rang a bell. I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's the one. So I got the flight and I tasted it. I'm like, oh my god, Pedro Jimenez. Pedro. And I it's like, there. I wrote it down. I texted it to people. It is awesome. So funny. Yeah, it is so awesome. If people are out there and they're kind of confused because we're slow, yeah. throwing around all these sherry terms. Sherry, you typical like ninety percent of sherry, maybe even more, like ninety five percent of sherry uses this one specific grape called the Palomino grape. And there's different stages of the sherry process which produce different flavors. And most of the time, sherry's dry. Yes. Um, but Which then, is why I said it tasted like crap. <laughs> exactly. So who knows what you had? You could have had a oh, no, Pino, I, a Montiano, no, I had, a I, I absolutely had the Pedro Jimenez yeah. because it stands out from all yeah. other sherries. Oh, totally. So that's what I mean when you came back to the States and had right. uh, a oh, sherry. Oh, right, right, right. It you was, probably, who knows what you well, had. Well, it, it was like very light, too. So probably I, a Fino. I, yeah, it was probably something like that. So, But I, but it was funny that you were texting me all those um, so, yeah, pictures then, because I was also drinking port, too. Oh, you were? What were you? Yeah, well, I I love that you sent me the picture of the Quinta de Crosso because yes. I love that port and it's so a good. ruby. It's an LBV, which is slang for late bottled vintage, which and means sweet. <laughs> Because yeah, the sugars it, are allowed to develop. It, See, I know the science side of it down. <laughs> well, late bottle vintage, so in port, in certain special years, they'll declare a vintage. Yes. And it isn't every year. So no. when the years that they don't declare... Oh, the music's on. To be continued, my friends. To be yeah, continued. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to continue on this and um, a lot more port, a lot more drinking. 
We're going to get into some great... And uh, maybe some other special Oh, yeah, some too. other great wines that we've got here. Uh, oh, that we had before the show, before the show started, yeah. 508 <laughs> is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Of course, that music means it's time for Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week, brought to you by Julio's Liquors in Westboro, not your typical liquor store. Check them out for all their great events going on, although I think uh, everything's going to reset in the new year and they're going to have a bunch of new events. So check them out, juliosliquors.com. Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week, this is uh, actually going to be a kind of special. It's going to be Vinny's Girly Drink of the Year. Dun, dun, dun. And so... (laughs) Vinny's girly drink of the year. This is basically going to be what was the best girly drink I had this year. That's hard. That's going to be hard, Vinny. It is and it isn't because I'm picking something that is uh, ridiculously unique that I was impressed with, again, because it was unique more so than anything else. And um, Vinny's girly drink of the year is... The Sangrea Royale from Relish Burger Bistro in Waltham. In Th- Waltham. This is. Oh, that's so close. So, are you ready? Fonseca Bin Twenty Seven Port, made into sangria. I love it. With fresh lemon, lime, orange, and vermouth, and a splash of ginger beer, all done right in front of you, and that's why they call it Sangria Royale. And it's so basically instead of using a wine, they use Fonseca Bin 27 Port. And so, yeah, they use a fortified one. And that's, it, that's awesome. So they don't need to fortify it. And it is so good. And I wonder uh, if they're still serving it there. Oh, they, they definitely are. I, I, I asked them because the, um, what they did was they built out the restaurant around their pre-existing bar. What is what is the name of the restaurant again? Vinny, I'm writing this down because I'm like called, all about this. It's called Relish. Burger Bistro, and it's in uh, it's in Waltham. It's in the um, what the heck is it called? It's in the uh, the hotel. Uh, what's the hotel up on the hill? I think it's the Wyndham in okay. in, uh, in Waltham. And uh, yeah, it is just uh, it, it was really it really was the best uh, the best one I had of the year. Um, and I'm I've, so excited because we did. I didn't even know that you were gonna pick a port. Oh, themed gir- I, like girl drink of the yes. year, and we were just talking about port. I know. And yep. out of all of the girly drinks, you picked a wine-based one. So yeah, how special that I'm here for this amazing monumental. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- there's a lot of them. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. There's a lo- there's a lot of mimosas and uh, whatnot that generally lend themselves to, um, to the to the to the genre of Vinny's girly drink. Uh, but uh, as you can see, I just want to make sure you see the photo. It's a beautiful photo oh God, that I took. Yeah. Um, that looks so and good. And yes, I had, it, I had it very early in the day, <laughs> so the lighting was nice. It's nice uh, and bright. Well, yes. you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, Vinny, Yes, right? it was, just not there. <laughs> <laughs> I was five hours away from that at least. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that's Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week slash Vinny's Girly Drink of the Year, the Sangria Royale, the Fonseca Bin 27 Port 
Well, bravo I mean, to Relish Burger Bistro yes. and Waltham, and thank you for, I mean, I just want to say, like, the, mad props for being unique and yeah. thinking outside the box. Absolutely. I love Mixology recently because I feel like there are so many bartenders and so many restaurants that are really pushing the envelope, and it's keeping it fresh, you know, keeping it fresh. And there are a lot more wine-themed cocktails I've seen on restaurant lists, too. So you've got a thing like, um, sh- like we talked about Sherry earlier, but yep. Sherry's coming back in fashion with Mixology, yes. which is so fun to see. And now pour. Well, also the so cool. um, I, I'm I was pretty happy to see that uh, one of Ryan Ryan Maloney, of course, is a huge whiskey guy. He loves the Nomad, which is a Scottish whiskey that is then sent to Spain and is aged in the Pedro Jimenez barrels. Yeah, and actually, that if anyone out there has or hasn't had a chance to try that, that. It is one of the rare whiskeys that you actually really can distinctly taste yeah. the like their like residual wine flavor. Oh, absolutely. When I I smelt the Nomad, and yeah, before before Randall or Ryan could even tell me like, oh, this was aged in PX barrels, I was like, oh my god, was this aged in sherry barrels? <laughs> yep. Like it smelled just like Pedro Jimenez does with that kind of raisiny fig aroma. So I don't know if anyone out there is a whiskey fan, I would definitely recommend the Nomad because it's very unique and mm. it's a very interesting expression. And it's only, well, I know it was on, I think it was on special. I don't know if it's still on, but I think I got it for like $30 for a bottle. Yeah, it's super. It's and it's very, a bigger it, bottle than normal. It's very fairly priced. And it's a bigger bottle than normal. Um, the other, uh, the I other. I didn't even know I'd be giving props to Scotch tonight, I know. but here I am, like. <laughs> It's it, well, because you know, a look lot what's of, happened to me being we, in we, the we li- I know, right? Industry. We like to stay on topic, but um, you know, just in the in the in the general area, so um, that's why I don't mind deviating because it's it's great information. Um, so yes, uh, the even though we were talking about the Pedro Minasheri, which I'm never gonna speak ill of because it's just so good. By the way, that one is ridiculously well priced as well. The the creamed version of it is only fifteen dollars, and the bottle is massive. Yeah, I mean, it, it both of the PXs that we have at the store retail for under fifteen dollars. By the so way, like I may definitely like, like I'm seriously gonna stop there on the way home now and get that bottle. <laughs> no, because I gave them all away. I gave yeah. one of my um, my sister in law. I've got you all excited, but hey, don't forget to buy, buy a bottle of sparkling wine while you're at it. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, there's only so much I can drink. Um, Do we have enough time in this segment to talk about some local things? I was, uh, yeah, we we have to we have to go back to um, a couple of other great ones that we tried before the show started. Well, just like because obviously this is the taste of mass, and we love to, you love to especially give love to the the local businesses Always. in the area. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Westport River. Um, which is out in Westport, but they specialize in um, Massachusetts sparkling wine. So I don't know if anyone has ever made a trip out to Westport, which, by the way, is a really quaint area. Yeah, they Have do you a been lot. Out there? No, but I've talked about them a lot. They do yoga there. They do a lot of events there. There's, uh, I don't know if the restaurant is part of the winery or not, but there's a restaurant there that does brunch and has the most amazing sunrises 
And uh, if you follow their page, they generally cross-post or, or usually post some of the sunrise. It's unbelievable. And Westport is like right near Rhode Island, and it is – I had never been there before until a couple of years ago. For the first, I've been there a few times, but the first time that I went, I kind of – I sort of kidnapped my mom. And I was like, <laughs> get in the car. We're going to Westport. And she's like, where are you? Where are you? So she hops in the car and I'm driving and we're going out towards Rhode Island over to Westport and I had never been there before and the second that we get to that town yeah I like I was convinced that my mom was going to move there I was convinced she was going to put the the house on the market and that she was going to move to Westport because it's such a cute area so if anyone's ever looking for like a fun drive or just something to do on a weekend or a weekday depending on what your work schedule is like mm-hmm. um I highly recommend taking a little a little adventure out to Westport and checking out the area and then stopping at Westport Rivers and trying some of their, their sparkling wine. But um, before the show, I poured Vinny a little bit of the Westport Rivers Brute Cuvée RJR, which is uh, slang for Robert James Russell. Um, and it's a it's a Massachusetts sparkling wine, and it actually is amazing quality. Mm. And it drinks just like a champagne. It's traditional method. Um it what did you think about it when you tried it, Vinny? Oh, it was it was excellent. It like made really me, toasty, brioche, like, lots of like kind like of it was so good it made me want some Chinese chicken wings. <laughs> like <laughs> all like actually you're, you're always when, no, now I, for now on when anybody out there who's listening thinks of champagne, they're gonna think of me like mowing out on Chinese chicken wings. No, uh, the big thing I noticed it was very bubbly and um very frothy and when you um actually what it really made me want um for chinese food was crab rangoon i think this would probably be the best i, I just wanted crab i don't know maybe it's I'm electric just yeah it's electric on the palate has lots of like nice apple notes to it even like a little bit of like a, a say, red apple skin flavor yeah, to it a little bit of definitely apple definitely apple but it's so good and it has a nice crisp like um toast uh, brioche kind of biscuity thing on the finish, just like a traditional champagne would. So, I was I actually going to say And it's very bread. fairly priced. Like, we sell this for $20. So, if people can't spring for an authentic champagne, which <laughs> ranges and can get really high in price, and you want something that's a little bit more affordable and you want to sp- um, support a local establishment, you know, Westport Rivers, I highly recommend, and it's affordable and it's it's fun. It's different. It's kind of what surprised some, me. Something to share with friends. What surprised me was that they would even try a champagne style, and I mean they they did it. It's great. It's there's no way anyone would know that this is not. Yeah, like um, if you blind tested, yeah. tasted this or something, or if somebody just poured your glass, like you wouldn't even think, oh, like this is from Massachusetts. It wouldn't even cross your mind, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking. Um, I just wanted to pull up the fact that yes, Westport River. Winery does amazing photos of their oh sunrises God, and sunsets. Sun, that sunset. Oh and, my God. Um, like even when they have special events, uh, you can tell when they're not filtered, you know. I remember over the summer we were talking about how they do the whole like yoga thing yeah. there. I wish I lived closer to Westport because I would totally do that. <laughs> I would totally go and do something like downward dog and then drink sparkling wine afterwards. Of course. <laughs> Well, you might show up late and just drink the wine. But, exactly, you know, exactly. It is, uh, it is, it is what it is. Um, I, I just, so, I, you, you did bring another bottle that we didn't open. What was the other one right before so we break? So this is another, this is another thing that they do at Westport that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It's their farmer's fizz, um, 
and there are sparkling wines that are done more in like the Prosecco style, mm-hmm. and they do a regular and a rosé, and they're a little bit more like fruit-driven. They're a little bit, not, not sweet, but just like almost a hint of sweet, like mm-hmm. an extra dry style. And they're so appealing. These things, like, they sell really well at the store. And if you haven't had the Farmer's Fizz, it's so, like, just... Drinkable, basically. It's so gulpable. Yeah. It's gulpable. It's, it's, <laughs> I wanted to say, like, friend-friendly, like, if that makes sense, like, double friend. But this is something that, like, I would give to, like, a neighbor or friend or I have Because you know they're going to like I it. I have gifted to, like... My friends, actually. Right, because you know they're going to like it. It's What's such, it called? The Farmer's Fizz. The Farmer's Fizz. From Westport Rivers. From Westport Rivers. It's so awesome. Excellent. 508 is the number to join us here on Chase of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Show is flying by. I, I maybe we'll, you know what? Let's just stay till midnight. I know, like, right? Like you don't need to listen to Pop Michael. Open more bubbling. Yes, you do not listen. Need to listen to Michael Savage. Okay, <laughs> you need to listen to us talk about wine. Like seriously, we've got enough content. We could go on at least till midnight. Really. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I know, right? You have to get home. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I miss coming here, and I love coming back, oh, and, and I, and believe me, I'm taking full advantage of this fill-in situation. Yeah. And, and you should send Russ to go get some Chinese chicken wings. <laughs> no, poor Russ. <laughs> he can join us. Otherwise, I'd be saying if I was getting Chinese food, I'd probably get myself maybe some sweet and sour chicken or maybe some lo mein oh or something. Oh, my God. I, mean, I didn't even go to the noodle realm. Oh I didn't even broach the noodle realm. Good call on and, that. And, and when I was a kid, I used to have a lot of chicken fried rice, you know, when I was, yes. you know, when I was a kid. Yep. And then, uh, obviously, you know, as time went on. Pork and, fried rice takes over, uh, yeah. Well, well, not just that, but the uh, the sweet and sour, you know, oh, between yeah. the uh, the chicken and the and the I pork love this because the, uh, that is a perfect shout out to our previous caller. Um, what was it, truck, truck? Mike in the truck. Mike in the truck. <laughs> Mike from Athol. He talked about um, New York State Rieslings and New York uh, uh, re- an like a semi dry. Um, Riesling from the Finger Lakes would be amazing. I'm with originally from the Finger Lakes. <gasps> oh, I didn't even. Okay, I, I, I'm, I am originally that. from the area. That's where I was born and raised in upstate New York, and I'm familiar with with two of the five Finger Lakes. This I'm, whole show I'm is very familiar. <laughs> Seneca and Cuca. Those are the two lakes that I wow. remember because I used to go fishing. With my dad when I was growing up, and that's where we used to fish a lot. Oh my God! Was See? Seneca and Cuca. Seneca, we used to put the boat in like around Watkins Glen, Montour Falls, and when it came to Cuca, it was in Penyan. Wow. Even though we traveled through the Bath Hammondsport area, and also growing up was Taylor Winery and Great Western. Cool. Oh my God. Wow. Well, see that like that whole area is amazing, and they do a. And one thing that I must say, and you would appreciate this, Vinny, because you, you know, it's not uh, nothing to be ashamed of. You have a whole segment about girly drinks. Yes. But a lot of ladies, well, not just no- ladies, men too, but a lot of ladies lean to something with a little bit of sweet in there. Um, and 
with the whole like the salty and the sweet Chinese food whole thing, yep. you it it lends itself to like those off dry flavors. And which, for the record, I call it Vinny's girly drink of the week because they're called girly drinks. I didn't make <laughs> up I didn't make up the phrase girly drinks. That's just what I like. If yep. they called them like manly drinks, it, I would well, still drink them. But like if they if if they called them something else, I would refer to them as what they are. Yeah, that's you true. know we Good have point. we have words because words describe things, and so <laughs> that's hey, they're girly drinks. That's get, get a patent for the name girly drink. Oh I mean, no, from, I'm from sure someone. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, definitely a nice New York State like off dry riesling would go so good with the uh, sweet and sour chicken. Excellent. Oh my God. Oh. Can't wait Can for we, it. um, so, can't, can't let's, let's, oh, God, I, I really wish we had more time on this show. Um, I want to get into, okay, we, we, we probably only really have time to do one of these three, to break down one of these three. Um, which was the I one? Like, I like the Rockport, um, I like the Pigeon Cove Tavern. Okay, that okay, one, let's do this. That one looks amazing. Alright, yeah, so absolutely. let's do this one. So, um, there were a bunch of, uh, New Year's Eve dinners, wine dinners, and uh, I have a bunch of them, but let's, this is the one we're going to talk about. And, of course, Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines, is an expert on wine, so we're going to have her break this down. So this is a New Year's Eve wine dinner at PigeonCoveTavern.com. All information uh, out of Rockport, Massachusetts. First course, truffled, what is that? Chevre. See, the, the font is crazy. Go- yeah, that's a goat, goat cheese. cheese yeah. Rangoon. Rangoon. Paired with... <laughs> What? The, the Prosecco. The Sperone Prosecco. So basically, now you didn't see this. I did I p- not see this beforehand. And so you... But they're pairing a freaking crab rangoon with a sparkling wine. And a Prosecco Whoa! nonetheless. So excellent it. job. <laughs> um, and so I'm assuming you approve of this. I love this. I love this. And it's it's so funny because one of the reasons that I really like this wine dinner and wanted to talk about it is yep. because every course is a sparkling wine. Yeah. Uh, black truffle, chev, or chevre. Yeah, chevre, chev. Uh, leeks. leeks. Black garlic, which is actually milder, which mm-hmm. kind of scares people until they taste it. Uh, Grana Padano, the uh, undisputed king of cheese. Yum. Creme friche, the undisputed most uh, stuck up, <laughs> mo- the most stuck up way of saying sour cream. Cre- sour cream. Yeah, basically sour cream. <laughs> English peas and chive oil. So I'm um, so the so, first so first course you you approve. Yeah. So the prosecco is gonna be like what we talked about that es- Italian sparkly yep. wine that's very frothy, extra dry style. Um, and I think that it's just gonna wash down all this cheesy goodness. Yep. Lots of cream. Lots of you know. Now the so second good. course is four courses. Second course. Is the scratch pasta paired with the Chateau Brazil? Brazil, uh, go ahead. Uh, my Brazil, French is horrible. Uh, Blanquette Lemu. So this is cool because there is an argument in the wine world, yes. an undisputed argument, and that saying that Limu, which is a region in the southern part of France in the Languedoc area, is actually the original area for sparkling wine. Not champagne. Really? So there's a little like if it, the southern in southern France they say that they were the ones that captured the star the stars and the the sparkle in the bottle. Um, and Blanquet de Limou, I've actually been to Limou and it's a really cute area. And they it's an area that specializes in sparkling wine in the south of France. And but most just for the record, I just want to clarify most of the varieties of grapes. 
that are in France, that are grown in France today, that are used to make wine. Most of them came from Italy, right? No, that most of them are native to France. Really? Yeah, Italians have their own set of grapes that are, you know. Yeah, because there's like Italy, 300 varieties, right? More than that. Italy yeah. has thousands of native grape varieties that actually most of them stay within Italy. France is interesting because the grape, the most popular, what I call like the rock star grape varieties, mm-hmm. Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, all the names that we recognize here, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir. All of those, their home base is France. Really? Yeah. So France, that's why France is such a big, like, it's the, it's the iconic region of wine. Italy is iconic in its own right, and too. Yet, and yet, I still think that because of the land that you grow it on, there's better wine made than in France. I, I, like, I'm sorry. I know this might be controversial, controversial it, to who. It is controversial, but that's part, the part of the beauty of talk radio because people can call in and yeah. contradict you. <laughs> yeah, 508-8717 <laughs> if you want to call me an idiot that, online. Th- then there are fighting words, Vinny. Yes. Some people might be very fra- – there's Francophiles out there, which I'm Italian. My I'm Tony, for, for crying out loud. Yeah. I'm Tony, so I love Italian wine, but I am a Francophile at heart, and I am, like, uh, very passionate about French wine. But, like – if there are people out there like Vinny, you yourself, you're like, I'm not a big French wine fan. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. There, that's why there's so many different like options for people. So they're pairing this with scratch pasta, base scallops, Prince Edward Island mussels, and a saffron sauce with white anchovy and fin herb tagliatelle. Oh, so good. Jeez. So I'm assuming you approve of this one. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm just, like, so excited right All now. Right. About this. Course, course number three. And by the way, I hate this font. This is some type know, of like script font that doesn't even look like how anyone would ever write anything. So, roasted quail paired with Grand Vin de Gironde, Veuve de Bort Rosé. So this is really cool. We actually carry the Veuve de Bort, the regular brute, not the rosé, mm-hmm. which now I'm curious. I'm like, they do a rosé. I got to try that. But it's actually a sparkling wine from Bordeaux, France, wow. which is so it's a um a sparkling wine that's made, I believe, from Sauvignon Blanc. But for the rosé, I'm not sure. It could be Merlot. It could be Cab. It could be anything from Bordeaux. So I'm curious about this wine. This is very intriguing. So they're pairing this with the quail that's made with dry cherries. Marcona, uh, Marcona almond. almonds, fennel, which I love, mm-hmm. orange zest, brioche, baby roots, quail and quail demi glaze, and oh a sherry, cherry gastrique, which oh basically just means a reduction. Yeah. So, wow. You know what? Quail is not something that I necessarily would think, I'm going to like have quail tonight. But when you're at a restaurant and they have quail on the menu, like, I can't help myself. Well, in I'm theory, sorry. it's supposed like, to be considered a game bird, but you know now that they're mass produced and they're you know, they're yeah. well-fed, which is good. I mean, it's, it's about quality. So I'm assuming you approve this one as well. So, like, really interesting. The whole menu so far is just, like, super interesting and different, which now, I like. Now, the final course, course four, is lamb lollipops paired with... The Yorkville Cellars Organic Malbec Brut Rosé, which we actually carry at Julio's, and I have to say, this, like... The Yorkville organic sparkling wines are so freaking interesting because, like, where else would you find a sparkling Malbec? I mean, they don't even, re- I don't even think they really make that in Argentina. Well, that's a lie. I have seen one or two from Argentina. But domestic sparkling Malbec, like, that's Is crazy. this the one you had me taste when I was there? 
It might have been because we you, have tasted it, it on different uh, occasions, and it is rosé. It's a sparkling rosé. Well, I just remember that. you said it was a sparkling Melbach, which I'd never seen or even heard so, of. I didn't even know they made. So different, and it's so like it's the flavor profile on it. It is really like remarkable, and it, it is rosé, and I prefer rosé sparkling mm-hmm. wines myself. Um, so just super different, something that you probably would never think even existed, but. For this wine dinner, you're getting exposed to all these cool things. So this um, this is paired with lamb lollipops made with duck fat polenta fries. Oh, my God. Wow. Granite Padana <laughs> cheese, red Russian kale. I didn't even know that was a thing. I know. And piquillo? Piquillo, pepita romanesco. So I think that's a stuffed pepper with cheese. Yes. Oh, my God. That's probably what it is. Now, the reason why, as you know, I don't know if you know this, Anytime I pull a wine dinner or whatnot, I never go above $100. This one, which is pretty amazing, four courses, um, $89. That's, it was in it, my notes. It's like, not the on food there. sounds so exquisite, too, yeah. and the wines are really interesting. Like, this is pigeoncovetavern.com in Rockport, Massachusetts, and if people out there looking for something to do, have a really nice wine dinner on New Year's Eve, like, I highly recommend this because I've never really seen a menu quite like this mm. being paired with all sparkling wines, which, if I haven't said it enough during this yes. episode, sorry to beat a dead horse, you know, but we gotta drink more sparkling wine, people. Like, we just gotta do it. Absolutely. So, we're gonna, we're gonna skip our final break and go, uh, straight into the wide world of food, which, uh, I probably should have <laughs> gave you guys poor Russ. I should have gave him a little bit more of a heads up for that. So let me know when you're ready. Oh, I'm ready anytime you are. I mean, I was just waiting for uh, Absolutely. your cue. You can hit it. This is Taste of Massachusetts, Wide World of Food. So kicking off, uh, it's probably going to be more the Wide World of Wine. But uh, before we do so, we do have uh, very sad news in the world of imbibing alcoholic beverages. The inventor of the Red Solo Cup, dead at 84, passed away just uh, yesterday. You can file this under Red Solo Cup. Robert Leo Hulsman has passed away. So, damn you, 2016. Oh, my God. Damn you all the hell. You're taking all... All of the uh, all the very well known and loved celebrities. It's so wild. Like, can you? I mean, I just envy people who are inventors. Like, I invented the red solo cup, and now I'm like forever gonna be remembered in yeah. like in the world. It's so wild. That's I know. I want to invent. Um, I don't know. Go back in time and invent the girly drink and call it the something else. <laughs> I don't know. Um, moving on, and uh, in other news in the wide world of wine, because that's we have Tony DeLuca here, so of course, the Diva w- of the Vines, w- we have w- to. Um, four more Magic Kingdom restaurants to serve beer and wine, making it truly the happiest place on earth. That's right, uh, Tony's Town Square Restaurant, an Italian restaurant, using the term loosely, uh, in <laughs> in. Uh, in Disney World and the Magic Kingdom is going to be serving Chianti. Liberty Tree Tavern is going to be serving beer and cider. Some um, kind of going with their uh, New England um, colonial New England um, uh, roots. The Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper's Canteen 
is going to have global beverages, meaning uh, they're going to be doing Riesling and whatnot. And Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, which hosts many special occasions, is going to, of course, serve champagne and sparkling wine. Oh, I always like that Cinderella. If it's, if it's good enough for Cinderella, <laughs> it's good enough for Tony DeLuca. Exactly. Um, moving on, and uh, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to save this and show you this uh, webpage after. Have you seen this webpage? It just came out, wineandcheesemap.com. I haven't, but this is an amazing. Awesome. I'm going to post this later, uh, probably sometime over the weekend. There's this new webpage called wineandcheesemap.com. And what it does is it shows you a map of the world and where each wines and cheeses come from. The cheeses are in yellow. The wines are in either red or white, depending on the wine. And if you click on the cheese, it will it will zoom in. Like, you ever see um, Google Maps or Google, mm-hmm. Google yeah. Earth? It'll zoom into it, and then it will create a pinwheel with the proper and best pairings of wines. So then you can see the wines that this particular cheese pairs with. Then if you click on the wine, it will zoom out, zoom into the region where the wine is made, and then do another pinwheel of the best cheeses around the oh, world. It is so amazing. Awesome. I could have gotten lost there. And uh, the reason why I'm telling you not to look at it on your phone is because on the computer, it's a totally better user experience. Okay. Oh, my God. So we're awesome. going to look at this after. I love this. Somebody uh, quoted, like, I, I definitely got a lot of mileage from this for parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, amen, brother. I'm going to have to use that, too. So, it, yeah, it, it really is a great web page. So uh, definitely check them out, wineandcheesemap.com. Um Moving on as well, did you see this? I, I don't know if you saw this story or not. Oh, yeah, you well, saw this you, we were talking you about. You showed it. me like a little tidbit, and I kind of geeked out because I'm like, what the? It's crazy. Wine and cheese shots are here to take your pregame <laughs> to the next level. So <laughs> I, I'm just going to... I'm, I'm gonna, sorry, I can't yeah, handle I this. So what it is is they've taken uh, cheese, what looks to be some sort of American yellow cheese. They've formed it into a shot glass. And then they fill it with wine so that you basically take the wine and cheese together and, just, like, and pop, pop it in your mouth. mouth. Dude, and, so the one, the one like formable, like edible shot glass that I like is the chocolate one. Yes, of course. And you put like Baileys in it and you pop it in your mouth and that's just like, oh yes. my God. But like, I don't know, man. I know cheese and obviously we just talked about how cheese and wine are like natural companions, mm. but I need to drink and eat them separately and enjoy the after effects well, my, on my tongue. And my big, uh, my big problem with this as a concept is it's not really thought through that well because what's going to happen is you're going to get more cheese than wine, and I don't think that's the proper ratio. I think if you're having a little piece of cheese, you want like a good mouthful of wine to kind of let it all just get happy in your mouth together, which sounds yeah. horrible. But <laughs> but I think I think the ratio is totally off because you don't want a massive hunk of cheese with like a couple of drops of wine. Yeah, and like what quality is this like? The cheese, you know well, what I mean? Like, I don't if it's know. formable, then it's... I know, I'm like scared uh, a little bit. I yeah. wouldn't want to have like a nice bottle of wine with like some like, I don't know, it freaks me out a little bit. It I does. think it's funny and it might be cute as like a party accent, Yeah. but I can't really see myself being like, oh, I'm going to have an appetizer and put some wine in that cheese cup yeah. of mine. I don't know. I, it it doesn't seem like it's going to go that well, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Good, good luck if you like it. Um <laughs> So, did you get any Christmas wine presents? I, well, 
I got a lot of bottles. I got a lot of bottles. <laughs> you got laughing because I felt it came out wrong. You work at a liquor store with like fifty million I bottles. bottles. And I'm not and I'm not saying that as a negativism. I'm right, saying that right. as like thank you everyone out there who gave me a bottle of wine for Christmas because my rack at home is like overflowing. My cup is overflowing. Yes. Um. But yeah, I I got um I got actually a, everyone knows I like sparkling wine and port, so I got a bunch of bottles of nice sparkling wine and port, but no like. No, like accoutrement for it. I love the uh, Optima, Optima. I always say it wrong. The, wa- the where's um, Optima. I the always Ultima? say I always put a P in because I can't pronounce it. Oh, ten year, awesome. It actually has a lot. It's very similar um, flavor profile to the Pedro Jimenez. No, nowhere near as yeah. as like extreme, but definitely uh, kind of like a port and a Pedro Jimenez had like some type of. Wonderful, like, wonderful child. <laughs> they had like the 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 Jesus of wine, which I'm sure I'm gonna get yelled at for. Um, so I got my parents one of those um, single button bottle openers where you you put it over the, the electric bottle, but like opener. you press down and it goes zoop right in, and then you press up and it goes zoop, and then it spits it spits out the cork. Uh, it's pretty cool. But um, <laughs> the one that I wanted. To show you, and I think you have this in front of yeah, you as well. The bowling ball, there the is bowling a, pin. There is a bowling pin, um, and I didn't even know this existed uh, until I saw this. So it's a bowling pin electric wine opener. It's shaped like a bowling pin, and it does the same exact thing. Uh, I can honestly tell you, if I found this, I would have. Uh, That's funny. I, I would have got it, but it's it's hilarious. Have you, it's cute. It's kind of chotsky, but it's really cute. I'm assuming you've seen stuff like this. Yeah, there's. Oh my god, yeah, they have opener shaped in every which one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but at the same time, like if you know somebody that likes a bowl, or if you, you know, if you're if you want to give a gift, a kind of like even like a fun gift or a gag gift or something, I think that'd be cute. Oh yeah, it, absolutely. Especially if they like bowling and the wine. The Yankee swap, you know. Because you know, bowlers and wine drinkers are just like one in the same. Like that, they just mesh. I'm sure, because at a bowling alley, you they either drinking wine beer or you're, or you're drinking wine, right? Yeah, at a bowling alley, you're drinking uh, Chablis or Pinot Noir or, <laughs> you know, Moet and Shandown, which I can never say. I want to I know which bowling alley you're going to, because uh, I need to sign up for that. Actually, um, King's, uh, they're, they're open. is it a King's that they're opening? Oh, in? my God, you're right. King's is, like, they, and they actually have... Co- like they have a pretty, they have a great bar, yeah. Yeah, bang and bar. And then what's the what's the other one? Um, uh, Splits is it Splitsville? I have not been there. Yeah, Splitsville. Um, actually, a friend of mine, Paul Holian, uh, is part owner of that. Which really? Kinda, yeah, I believe me. I didn't know, when I met him. I didn't. He didn't have the thing. He was just a political guy. And then like all of a sudden, he's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing. I'm like, oh wow, awesome. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, they they definitely do now. But not, you know, not Milwaukee beer drinking bowlers like yeah. Wednesday night bowling guys. So, uh, did you? Now I'm assuming this was a couple of weeks ago, but I'm so I'm assuming you saw the story, and I want to ask you how the heck this happened. Man admits to stealing five hundred thousand dollars worth of wine from the famed restaurant, the French Laundry in California. Um, I, just a headline: A California man has pleaded guilty to a charge stemming in part from the theft of more than a hundred bottles of wine worth more than five hundred thousand dollars from famed Napa Valley restaurant. Um, Was he working there? Oh yes. So is this? Okay. Yeah. Is this pre? 
Yeah, I mean, they were saying they were saying that they're is this wholesale or retail? <laughs> basically, is what I'm asking. I'm sure wholesale. Really? Because because for instance, in this article, it says that he there were bottles of Screaming Eagle. Which, yes. if anyone out there knows the Screaming Eagle, it is like a very, a very expensive Cabernet that's like super cult following. There's only a little bit out there, and the bottles go for thousands of dollars. Yeah, six thousand. And so, thing. yeah, this one said that it's that it was approximately valued at six thousand dollars one bottle, six thousand wow. dollars. And he's saying he walked off with a couple of these. So how can they be that good? Like, is it just a matter of it's rare and that's what happens? Or? Oh, there's so many different things. Like, people get hyped up over, I mean, it just has created a name for itself. And, like, supply and demand, and people have created, like, a, a frenzy over it, you know? Now, is this... So kind of like Pappy Van Winkle. Right, you know? right, for like whiskey, People yeah. will pay, like, now, a is couple this, hundred bucks for that. Is you know? this, like, now, is this a wine that's so good that if someone like me who doesn't drink wine, or if I do, I'm very specific on port or whatever, Riesling or whatever, that I would taste it and say, wow, this is very different? Or so this is, or is this just this like is, it's going to taste like wine? This is the thing. I am a huge wine enthusiast, but I would never pay $6,000 for a bottle of wine. <laughs> like, I never would. Like, I love, Good. I, like, live and breathe wine. But but it's also like, you know, I don't have $6,000 to throw away. <laughs> there are some people out there, I would like to be friends with you, yes. that will spend $6,000 on a bottle of wine because they can do it and just not even bat an eye. And I need to find out who you are so I can hang out with you. Right. But um, but I guess it's just all relative. Well, because, like, I know that there are bottles of sherry that go for big money, right? There must be. Bottles of sherry? Yeah, yeah or even port. Yeah. But yeah, port, you know, vintage, port for sure. old, port vintage. For sure. But yeah. I'm still, Madeira. but like, I'm still gonna stick with like, unless it was with Madeira, unless it was Benjamin Franklin's Madeira that he had in his private collection, I'm not gonna want to try it to the point where I'm gonna spend. Well, even if it was like, you can't really drink that. It's more of like a collectible. Why you know, co- Benja- Benjamin Franklin. That wine, you know, wine like anything else, deteriorates after a certain amount of time. And a wine that's like 200 years old, you're going to open that, it's going to be vinegar. No, but I just want to do it to do it. The rich man's vinegar. I just want to drink it to say, I drank Benjamin Franklin's wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no matter what happens, make a fortune, lose a fortune, I drank Benjamin Franklin's wine. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Because well, one of his big one of his big quotes that I love is uh, or Thomas Jefferson who was like a huge yeah uh, one of the one of Benjamin Franklin's big lines was um, I can think nothing better than to be put in a cask of Madeira wine with friends or something like that like he was that I mean he's crazy and I well would, like my homegirl Marilyn Monroe she said bathe in champagne do you think she really did or do you think that was just a a stage thing? yeah. I think it was a stage thing. Either way, I envy that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's not going to help your skin. (laughs) So that's going to do it for us here tonight on Taste of Massachusetts. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Russ, great job behind the board tonight. Thank you very much. Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines from Julio's Liquors, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Happy New Year. We're going to play around on uh, wineandcheesemap.com for a few minutes now. Uh, Stay tuned next here on WCRN AMA 34, the ultimate culture shock, going from us talking about wine and port and cheese and stuff. And Chinese food. Yeah, and Chinese food, too. Michael Savage and the Savage Nation. Probably happy about Donald Trump and something. Here on AMA 30 WCRN.